Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now What's going on, everybody? Howdy, folks. We are back. This is Dark Windows Podcast, episode 114. I am Kevin. Uh, I'm Kevin. And uh, welcome yeah. to October. Yeah. Um, we're coming at you fast and furious. We're like, you know, you guys would be like, holy shit. Fuck, another one? Another <laughs> one? So quick? Wow. I, I've got to say, um, this October is going to be different mm. because we usually like lay off a little bit in October because we're always busy with a haunted house and all that stuff. But with this no fucking punk ass bullshit pandemic going on, we got nothing to do this October. So we're just going to fucking stop. We're just going to stand on the gas and see what happens. Um, Oh, we are going to fucking pedal to the metal. Also, not the way I expected to start October because we were talking like, yeah, we're going to do all kinds of like weird shit and we've got some special stuff planned for this month. And uh well, you want to tell them what we're doing? <laughs> well, this is uh well, we I guess we kind of did tell them last time. We did. We kind of told you that if you don't remember though, this is uh the episode where uh shit. You sons of bitches. Yeah. Yeah, you people. <laughs> I, well, I was trying to be more, you know, ah. couth about it. They uh, they understand you, that we have no couth. You folks decided what topic we were going to do yeah and the winner drum roll no okay fine uh (laughs) was ape canyon yeah so that is what we are going to discuss and as much as we talk about bigfoot shit off the show we very rarely talk about it on the show yeah which is a weird weird thing that we have not done more yeah and but uh, you know after like looking into this and everything, I had to say that they kind of got what the fucking got, they got coming to them. Yeah, but you I know? mean the thing is, is I'm Big- talking about the people in this. Bigfoot is a dangerous topic. It be- is because with us that could very quickly just turn it turn into being like, hey, so the show's just going to be a bit be about Bigfoot now because <laughs> uh, there's enough stuff about it, and we know people that will come on and talk to us about it, and this that the other. But we don't want to do that. No. So we're going to do some Bigfoot shit, but not all, not all Bigfoot of shit. the Bigfoot shit. I mean, we've all, this is only, what, number three? Something like that. I mean, really? Yeah. Number three, I think. Somewhere in there. I mean, we've talked about other Bigfoot-type creatures yeah, throughout no. our, like, our cryptid road trip. But no, this is number three t- discussion on Bigfoot. Well, we did the Bigfoot Wars. Yeah. We did... 
um, Boggy Creek. Boggy Creek for our Arkansas monster. My Arizona monster was a Bigfoot type creature. So, like I said, it's 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 well. So this is technically number three, right? I'm not going to count that the Bigfoot esque. Well, I mean, it is a Bigfoot creature, but it's not what people think of when they think Bigfoot, where you think like tall, hairy thing. This is like a normal sized human hairy thing. Oh well. All right, I will count that one. So this is technically number four because right. because simply the fact that the size of them actually does vary, and they have said down that way they're actually smaller. Down yonder. Yeah, down yonder, in down in the the not bayou. I was gonna say bayou, but no. I was gonna say woolly swamp, but that's just because I was listening to Charlie Daniels earlier. But <laughs> I don't think that had anything to do with Bigfoot. I'm pretty no. sure. That was just a bunch of shitheads that killed an old dude out in the swamp, took his money, no. and then died in the quicksand. Because, uh, fuck him. We're, we're, we're gonna go... This one is definitely Bigfoot. Right. And this one is definitely the land of the giants. Yeah. Bigfoot. This is Bigfoot before Bigfoot was cool. Yeah. Hipsterfoot. Yeah, this this is this is before... <laughs> this is before it was technically Bigfoot. This is before Patty. Yeah. Like, so yeah, this is technically before it was uh-huh. Bigfoot. Well, I mean, they did, they didn't like coin the term until the forties or fifties. But I mean, there was like ape man, right? Stuff like Wild that. man, Wild shit like man. that. Yeah, shit like yeah. yeah, like you said, shit like that. Yeah. So let's get it right into it. Fucking uh, finally. So it's it's <laughs> July twenty fourth, nineteen. No, no, July twenty fourth, July nineteen twenty four. Fred Beck, Gabe uh, Lefevre, John Peterson, Marion Smith, and his son Roy. Uh, Smith, I, yeah. Decide to go. Well, it could be he could be a stepson. You know, still probably would have had the same last name. No, not if you didn't adopt him. Whatever. Uh huh. Fucking you and yeah. your fucking technicalities. Ah, <laughs> but I'm true. Jesus Christ. I'm truthful. Fuck. Yeah. Talk about Bigfoot. Anyway, <laughs> so they decided to go up to their pine log cabin that they had built previously. Um, before now, before we continue any further with this, because I have to stop. Um, after reading the book that Fred Beck wrote after, um, this whole incident, much, I guess he wrote it much later. Um, he, in the book, if you actually happen to read it. You read the whole last book? Yeah. How long is it? I mean, I read most of it. Well, a lot of it is. Oh, so we didn't read the whole book. No. Technicalities. No. (laughs) I I had to stop and, and, you know, correct myself. No, the last part was kind of not really about the ah. what we're talking about. Okay, fair enough. It's a lot of like more backstory stuff that I had got from other places, and a lot of um, more like native people's things about um, Bigfoot. Okay, and such. I, I was just busting balls, so though. Um, now he mentions in this that there was only four men. Not five, um, but this be- could be because um, Roy was Marion's son, and he just wanted to leave him out of out of it just for the respect of uh, Roy, or maybe he just forgot right about well, it. I- I'm not really sure. Um, now I'm not sure how long before um, this that they had built the cabin because there's no information either about that. About, you know, exactly when they built it, how long before. Okay. 
Now, if I had to guess, it would have been either six or seven years previous. Okay. But like I said, not sure. Um, now, the reason I say this is because they had been coming to the, the area of Mount St. Helens in the St. Uh, – not St. Louis. The Lewis River. Uh, yeah. The St. Louis River. Yes. The Way St. the fuck up there in Washington. <laughs> yep. Long all the way up there. River. Yes. They had come, come into the area of Mount St. Helens and the St. Louis River area of southern Washington for six years to prospect. Fred claimed in his book, I Fought the Ape Man of Mount St. Helens, Washington, that they had come across the large prints by uh, the creek beds in springs previous to the incident. There's There's definitely a joke to be made in there. <laughs> there is yeah there's there's definitely like a fucking clash joke that could have been made there okay you, I, I fought, fought the, the ape man and the ape man won mm-hmm. yeah I fought the law but I mean technically did it in the long run yes mm-hmm. at the time no now see what's reserved judgment here because you'll see later on maybe it was a tie okay that's just taking the fucking easy way out of it. We need clear-cut winners and losers. Well, no participation trophies when you're shooting I'm, Bigfoot. I'm going to say there's a possibility it was a tie. Yeah, whatever. So, like I said, in his book, that he claimed that they had come across footprints um, in the creek beds and springs previous to this incident. Right. Now, uh, the gentlemen on this particular day were mining in their gold claim called Vanderwhite. This claim was just two miles east from Mount St. Helens in the deep canyon that we know now know as Ape Canyon. I have to stop there and say, if you have heard this before and you've listened to Sasquatch Chronicles, they say it's six miles away. So, once again, who knows? It's history. Two, two six, you know, crow flies, whatever. Also, Vander White sounds like a really uppity private school. Well, I mean, a, lot, a lot of guys there named Thad and whatnot. It could be, <laughs> but it's a it's a gold claim. So, I mean, they could have named it themselves. I know, but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it could have been. Usually, like those are like last names, right? Of of people who had it before, so they must have bought it off them or something. Okay. I'm not really too Fair sure. Enough. Um, now they had, like I said, been coming up this area for a while, and uh. They were in the area for three days before they saw anything, and one of his friends, whom he referred to as Hank in his book, so we'll go with so. But Hank is really Marion. Ah, okay. Because, so because he refers to nickname. him as he referred no, he refers to him as Hank out of respect. Ah, but okay. I have to kind of. I didn't know if it was one of those things where this, it's like is, your name's Marion, more... but your middle name's Henry, so we're just gonna call you Hank because yeah, Marion's no. a little fucking. Lengthy no, to get this out is, once this in a is while. one of those uh, ones where, if you read his little book, he says Marion, or says Hank, but then he also gives an interview with Roger Patterson, which we're gonna throw at the end of yes. the episode. Um, and he actually refers to him as Marion. So I was like, well, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, call him? Hank in one book, in in one thing, but then in an interview, call him Marion. You know, I was like, you already lost your, you know, lost the credibility for that. Or 
So you just should have just you know kept with you know one name. Well, I don't know if it, if you get a, if you lose credibility. I think it's more, you know, it, you get so used to calling somebody by their name that when you have to give them a pseudonym, every once in a while you fuck up and forget it. Well, you could have said at the beginning, "Hey, I'm not going to use these guys' names. I'm going to say, hey, uh, you know, Hank instead of." Uh, Marion, or I'm going to use Ted, or what? You know, I'm not going to use their actual names, right? Like okay. he did, he used their their actual name, his name, in the um, interview. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So they've been coming. They were have been in the area for three days previous to the whole incident, and the claim was just two miles east of Mount St. Helens. Like I said, um, they had been up in the area. Uh, and, like for that whole three days, and they hadn't seen anything. Now, Marion, he did see something. He said he was actually uh, down by the stream with Fred, and who Fred claims was a great hunter and woodsman, um, found a set of footprints. Now, I will say once again, it does say that they found footprints, but other sources say... Hank just found them, or Marion. But the footprints that they found, the largest one they measured was 19 inches long. Son of a bitch. Okay. So if we go by generalized Bigfoot rules, where the width of the foot is generally half of the length of the foot, that should land that print at about 8 inches wide. Yeah. 19 inches long. That's huge. That's a big goddamn foot. I mean, I've got big feet, but that's like... That's big feet. I mean, that's... Did they, did they by chance... How many how many prints did they find? Just the one or a couple? Well, um, they had found several different footprints. That And, and they like I said, they, they said the longest one measured 19 inches long. Now, the other thing I'd be curious about is if they by chance did a measurement between prints, which they probably didn't, unfortunately. I don't just know. Just to get like a stride length on it. I don't know. Maybe Balls. maybe they just kind of like were like, okay, geez. Well, they see one footprint here, and then they see a couple more over here, and we're like, well, that's those are smaller. That's, oh, holy shit. Look at this one. This one's huge. Right. And it's not like these were in snow where they would have. No, no. This was um, Like insane. as it melts, they make them look bigger, you know, bigger. Generally. Yeah, no. This was all in sand. Because, I mean, I've, I've seen deer tracks in the woods where. Yeah. They step in the snow, and by the time you find the prints, it looks like a fucking horse has walked through there because it's like four times the size. Yeah, and, and Marion... it's just round, you know? And Marion was, was, was for sure certain that this was not any animal he had ever seen before or any animal that could be in the woods. He said, there's no way. This is definitely, you know, nothing I know of. Some human, big human or whatever is walking out here, but this is not definitely a uh, yeah, a bear or anything like that. And, I mean, first of all, you're way the hell out in the woods, correct? Yeah. Probably nobody else around you, right? Yep. The only way in is by a truck, and then you walk out. Then you, mean, have, you have to go and get so far, I'm guessing, because, you know, they had to park and then walk up Yeah, in. and hump it up. But, but, how? I mean, yeah, I get it. This time of year, it's nice out. You'd probably be running around barefoot. How many people are going to be running around barefoot 
way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere like that. Yeah. I mean, to, to back this up. Somewhere between negative one and one. Yeah, true. So we land right at zero where we should be. Now, they did actually have, um, Fred said in his book that he did actually did have a, a detective come out and look at the footprints. And the detective said, well, these are tracks, all right. But who made them? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's from a foot. Fred, Fred then definitely was, not a butt print. Fred then <laughs> responds by saying, "Well, who did make them? You're a fucking cop. Figure it out." <laughs> Fred said that they had stood all around, stood around talking about them, um, and they mentioned that a raccoon could have done oh or some bullshit. kind of come on. Well, a fucking nineteen-inch-long print. You're gonna blame it on a raccoon? Uh, I don't know, but they said, or it was something part human, and they kind of suggested maybe a human bear. Okay, so first of all, that's like shitting in a cat box at your friend's house and blaming the cat for it. I know. I'm like, and we're we're expected to believe a man bear. Man bear is, pig. is just as re- you know, just as yeah obvious. I guess as you know. A raccoon. Exactly. First of all, I'm sure these prints were probably jammed down into the dirt pretty hard from yeah. some, like, hefty weight. Now, I I do have to say, though... Fucking raccoons and man bears. Get the fuck out of here, you guys. Come on now. So, I, I did for, I did fail to mention that during this time, um, there actually had been rain in so the, the area. So the ground would have been a so little ground, softer. the ground was wet. Right. And... No one had actually been up in that area, and they're like, okay, well, explain it. You know, wh- yeah. what's happening here type of thing. And the, and the detective was like, I have no clue, you know. And none of the men did either. They were like, something is bit actually huge, some huge human is out here, or it's some other strange creature. Yeah. You know, very unsure. Now, Fred, in his interview that he did with Roger Patterson, that, like Kevin said, we'll be listening. You can we'll listen to later on at the end of the show. Um, he said that they thought that they could have been some footprints of some big Indian. So they kind of like, you know, still this is during close to the end of the whole, uh, you know, Indian. You know, savage war fighting thing. You know, they're like, oh, you know, they still think of them as savages and yeah, I mean, the, blame the, them for it. The West was still semi wild at this point. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, you had cars and shit out there, but it was still. But was, I mean, I, it was the 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 dying breaths of the Wild West in the early 1900s. But I think the only other reason why they thought it could be an Indian was because, well, mostly Indians are. The only ones that would possibly be out here in this area, especially barefoot, because yeah, you know, because they hunt. You know, they have to go out and hunt, and they hunt for their food. Well, they hunt mostly barefoot, right? I mean, unless it's winter time or whatever, and then they put some kind of um, peace pipes on their no. feet. Yeah, peace pipes. Yeah, <laughs> moccasins. <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Maybe shoes at this point, probably. Some kind of moccasins. Footwear of some sort. Now, by the fourth day, they all been riding high from because they had found out that their ground had a good uh, assay. Now, I didn't know what an assay meant, so I had to look it up. And some might not know what that means. I have no fucking clue. It means 
the term means that there was a good testing of uh, minerals or ore to determine the, the quality of the minerals or ore that you know are in the ground in an area so they were all very excited about the test because I guess would mean that they would be producing a large amount of gold worth some big cash. Okay, so basically it's like uh, it's testing whether to find yeah. like minerally if there's gold in the area kind of, right? No, how, how pure. Oh, okay. okay how okay. good how good the ground is for it. Fair enough. And well, turns out there must have been quite a bit, so they knew that uh, they could, you know, still mine for gold and whatever else, other kind of gems. Um, now, I mean, I would be happy as well about this. Yeah, fucking <laughs> gold. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I and I, you know, be like, you know, hey, there's nothing right now that could piss me off. You know, I'm riding this high, and that's how Marion was feeling at the time, because you know he can make nothing can make him mad. He actually wanted to stay in the area. Fred got a toothache and was like, you know, hey, I gotta get the hell out of here. I get that. I gotta go to. I gotta go to town. I got, you know, and you know, Marion was like, no way, man. And he's like, you fucking know, okay, have fun, man. <laughs> you know, he said, God or the devil could not get him away from the mountain. We'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he was like, because Fred didn't have any other way to get back to town because they had all um, rode up in in uh, Marion's Ford truck. I believe it was a truck. I, I could be wrong. I mean, I thought I thought he said truck. It could have been a car. If I was mistaken, I do apologize. Either or. Else. I mean, it's a vehicle yeah. for sure. He says Ford. I figured it was a truck. You know, this is what I get for assuming. So before we go any further, so that the whole time when they saw that, when they saw the Bigfoot, they saw the, that 19-inch print. Um, they had when Fred gave the interview to Roger, um, he had asked him if that had been the first time they'd actually seen the rather large print, and Fred actually had said no. That actually two years um, after they had started mining the area, he said that he and Marion had gone down to a spring by the cabin to get some water. And Fred said that Marion had always brought his rifle down with him. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in Washington. Well, that's, got... well that's mostly because he had, he had weird feelings that something was watching him the whole time Which, previous to this. In all fairness, in Washington, very good chance of that. You've got bears. You've got wolves. You've got mountain lions that will kill you. Just for yeah. the sake of doing it, because well, cats are dicks. Well, that's not all. It's because he felt something was watching him. Yeah. But he had also said that he had seen tracks, and he referred to them as awful, suspicious tracks before. So nothing like he'd ever seen before. So they must have been really fucking big tracks, you know, big feet prints. And at that point in time, you can still convince yourself, oh, it's a bear that, you know, it stepped, and then it's back paw stepped into the same print as the front or i mean if you if you do that it does kind of similar look a little similar to a person but yeah. enough that it's not you know now while they were down at the spring um fred said they looked up and about 100 yards away they saw something peeking out 
from behind a tree. Fred said that he saw it first, and he said, Marion, there's a... Look, what's behind that tree? Fred said that Marion looked up by the tree, and he began to fire his rifle at the creature. Now, I have to be honest. I'm not sure that if Marion actually hit the creature or if he just hit the tree. Probably hit the tree more than anything. I don't know. I, I don't really know. Uh, this is just because of how Fred was describing the scene. He said basically like he you know, was firing and he he heard stuff hitting. You know, he did say some hit the tree, but we don't know if actually anything hit the the creature. Right. Now, Fred then went on to say that the creature went running down the hill and Marion took a couple more shots at the creature. Fred said that the that just after Marion took the shots, he started running down toward the creature and Marion yelled at, after him stating, "Don't run, don't run." Fred, don't run. He won't go far. Hmm. I put three shots through that fool's head. He won't go far. Well, I mean, if you shot something in the head three times, it shouldn't technically go anywhere. Well, this is, you know, a guy that's sure that he, at at 100 yards, put three shots. I mean, I'm sorry, but you got to be a pretty damn good shot. Especially because he's most likely running iron sights at that point, too. Yes. Uh, now, they went to the tree that they saw the creature at, and they looked down the ridge, and the creature was running down the hill, jumping. I guess Fred's, he didn't shoot in the head three times, then. Yeah. Fred said that it looked to be between 12 to 14 feet between jumps and runs. Son of a bitch. Okay. That's that's, that's, that's sizable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I will say... And it was running, you're running, running downhill, downhill yeah. so yeah, there is some distance to be covered. But you know. fucking still, run downhill and jump and see how far you're going to go. You're not going to go 14 feet. No. Or especially 12 feet. Especially if you're built like this thing, I'm assuming is. I mean, even 12 to 14 feet yeah. still. At average human height, you know, you're not going to go that far. But if you're taller, okay, you have that, you know, that jump distance, okay, so you're... Your average stride, if you're, say... Well, it also has something to do with athleticism, too. Because you could be tall and not be able to fucking jump anywhere. I mean, an Olympic athlete would have a hard time going 14 feet, I think. Well, that's... Well, it depends. I mean, if they're doing the... If they're doing the the jump, distance jump there, I think they cover pretty damn good distance. I might be wrong on that. I mean, maybe they might be covering 8 feet max. Oh, okay. So the world record long jump was set by a Russian uh, Russian guy back in 1968 at 27 feet 4 inches. <laughs> yeah, but that's also, you're getting a huge running start. And you're on flat ground. On flat ground and you jump. Right. You know, so I mean, you're go- not, not a running downhill and you're jumping for stride. Running downhill. On rocks and sticks and, and shit. And, yeah, debris, any any trees are in the way, yeah. you're jumping over them. So like I said, it has to refer back to height, stride, distance. And you got to consider the weight of this thing because I'm sure it's not, you know, I, a 150-pound athlete. It's, I guarantee it's not. You know, especially most of the Bigfoot sightings coming from that neck of the woods are, you know, 10 to 12 mm-hmm. feet tall. And they usually clock them in somewhere at like... 
800 to 1200 pounds or whatever people usually estimate them at, which honestly may be a little light considering the size of these things. Yeah. You know? So he, as you know, he sees this, they see this creature making these leaps. Fred pulls up again, takes a few more shots at the creature. And he says, my God, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. How that fella can't get away with them slugs in his head. He said, I hit him with the other two shots, too. He said the, the creature got away. So he said that, that, that both, you know, claimed they hit him. Fred claims that the guy, Fred claims that Marion hit him with two to three of the shots in the back as he was going away. So, I mean, I've heard stories. Other stories where people have put rounds on one of these creatures, yes. and they haven't gone down. Right, absolutely. I mean, it could be because of the caliber, you know. It could be, because I think they were using, they had a thirty thirty, Which is, a, I mean, it's a decent round, I mean. But that's not like a three oh eight or No, but I mean, a thirty like thirty is still a good size round. Yeah. Or it's not even like it's a forty-five seventy or something either, because that's even bigger round. With all this happening, they went back, collected their water, and they brought it back to the cabin, and they told the rest of the men what had just happened. They all came to the conclusion that they should leave the next morning instead of right then. The reason behind that was that by the time that they got back to the vehicle. It would have been dark. Right. Which makes sense why try hike out in the dark when you didn't know what could be, you know, what could happen to them. Exactly. You know, and if there happens to be more than one of these creatures and then they attack you and that you, that your weapons won't kill them or at least you think they won't kill them. I mean, so. And again, I mean, you still have some scary ass known wildlife that comes out at after dark yeah. in this area too. Yeah, I mean, so why you know why try to? Yeah, why just fucking why hunker risk down, it? hunker down for the night, go in the morning. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's take a break right here, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna discuss the chunk of this of okay. what of this whole thing. Something tells me this is gonna get like Kelly Hopkinsville, but Bigfoots. All right, so we're back. Oof. So night came. So we just decided, they all decided, like I said, they decided we're not going to go back. We're going to hike out in the morning, first light, and we're going to get the hell out of here because, you know, we just put rounds on this thing, this creature. Didn't even flinch. Didn't flinch, didn't go down, you know, crazy shit. So night comes, and they settle down in the cabin, which, like I said, they had built by themselves out of pine. Now the cabin would this actually this cabin that they were staying in would stand for four more years after this incident, well when it was burned to the ground. Now the fire that's behind you know, behind it burning is not really explained. They don't really know how it burned down to the ground. You know if it was natural causes like lightning, right? Or if someone set fire to it, right? Um, now. 
um, on Sasquatch Chronicle, I did hear this gentleman that was on there. He did say that he had went out there in the 70s because he had been told by someone else that, you know, it was there in the 60s. Um, but I don't know how that could be since it was already burnt down by then. When did it burn down? Uh, four years after this incident, so 28. Huh. So I'm not... Maybe you know, this guy found a different cabin in a similar area. Could be. I'm not... Or maybe Fred's, you know, mistaken that the cabin burnt down. Right. You know, don't know. I will take the gentleman's word for it because this was, you know, his his story and everything. So, but anyway, Fred goes on to describe the cabin to have been a, um, to have a long bunk bed inside of it that could sleep two, pe- two men, either head to head or foot to foot. Okay. And anyone else that was sleeping in there would actually have to sleep on the floor on pine limbs. Oh, that sucks. Or, you know, any other limbs, you know, right. evergreen or whatever. Still, you're sleeping on the goddamn floor. Yeah. He said that they had a fireplace on one end of the cabin that was uh, made out of rocks. They didn't cut any windows into the cabin uh, when they were building it, which would have been a good idea, you know, in hindsight, I think. So they, they could have seen... Or especially, you know, what was actually outside, you know, in the coming moments. Okay. <laughs> Would have made it a little bit easier for them to, uh, to you know, handle it. Right. Handle the situation. Um, and so they settled down for the night. They said that they smoked on their pipes and discussed leaving in the morning. And after some time, they all went to bed. And around midnight... They all woke up, and Marion was kicking and yelling. But Fred said that Marion was not the reason for them being woken up. What woke them up was a tremendous thud against the cabin. I'm not sure if the reason Marion was yelling and kicking was because of the thud or if he had a nightmare. Either or. But I think the real reason was because of some chinking. Um, fell, falling down and hitting them. And if you don't know what chinking is, chinking is the stuff in between um, the logs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It's, it's stuff that you put in between yeah. to, you know, to keep out the draft. Right. Keep it warm Some in kind there. of insulation. Yeah. Now, the, the chinking had actually knocked loose and fell across Marion's chest. So I'm going to assume that that's why he woke up Screaming and hollering. Which, I mean, this kicking. place isn't that old, so it shouldn't be naturally drying out and falling out that that quickly. Well, when something thuds up against it. Yeah, exactly. You know. So Fred said he helped Marion to get to um, get the chinking off his chest and so that he could get to his feet. They then heard a big commotion outside, and they heard a lot of feet walking all over the... Of the unused roof shakes that they had outside, mm-hmm. um, so they grabbed their guns and they and they waited. Marion, according to Fred, looked through a crack in the chinking from like the thuds, mm-hmm. and he said that he must have seen three creatures because that is all Fred can remember. 
seeing, but he felt like there was a lot more of them around the cabin because he said like it was almost like a herd of buffalo or something. It was just like a whole bunch of you could just hear it. Yeah. You know, that's that's a heavy. That's weight. fucking wild. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of that's heavy weight to you know be be hearing. Now, this was the start of a very long night for the men in the cabin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they at this point in time they have they hear all these footprint all these not footprints footfalls all, footfalls. You know they hear the the cedar shakes. You know them walking on them and everything that are outside above the cabin and this is when rocks are started to be thrown at the cabin now according to fred they say that he says that some say that large rocks were thrown but he says that that's false there weren't actually large rocks they were actually smaller rocks because according to fred there were no ro- large rocks in the area at all okay to throw yeah, because I mean you're you're out in the woods. They're mostly going to be smaller stuff, like maybe the size of a baseball or something like that. Yeah, and he also um, in his book said that none of the rocks actually came through the roof. Um, they actually had hit it and rolled off. Right. <clears throat> now some of the rocks um, did actually come through the chimney, though. So That's they, a good they, shot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're just throwing them. Yeah, but I mean, still. Know. Yeah. Now, some accounts claim that Fred was hit in the head with a rock and was knocked out. And Fred in his book stated that that's simply not true. He was awake <laughs> through the whole thing. Bitch, ain't that, ain't that, I'm hard enough <laughs> to take out of this. Yeah. Um, when the creatures would attack the cabin, they would they would start shooting at them. And Wait, the, well, they, the creatures were, sh- were shooting at them? Or the, no. Okay, I was going to say, what the what? fuck happened there? No, I said when the creatures would attack the cabin, oh, they like, would they would shoot at them. I say, when the fuck do we start arming these goddamn Bigfoots? <laughs> I'm guessing through Fast and Furious, somewhere in there. Something like that. Wow. No, no. Unless they stole some, you know, rifles and everything. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past the government to be arming these guys. Well, not back in 1924. All right, fine. If- <laughs> If they were fighting the natives, then fine. You know, we came we, we came to a tenuous truce with a Bigfoot. All right, we fine. will we will arm you if you help us kill them, and then you can have their land until we decide that we're gonna have it. We're gonna need it instead. Then we're gonna put you guys into camps, Bigfoot reservations. Aha! Uh-huh. All right, all right. I think we're on to something there. See, government has always been like that. Bunch of shit bags. All right. Well, all right. That's fine. Okay. Hmm? The creatures actually would start attacking the cabin and hitting on it, you know, banging on it and everything else. And, <laughs> and they start shooting at them. Not knowing what the hell they're shooting at, they just start shooting. I mean, at that point in time, wall. I think you're allowed to throw firearm safety out the window. Some big motherfucker banging on the side of your house. It's like, well, sorry, but I'm not going to identify my target. I'm just going to start sending lead through the fucking wood and see what happens. Yeah, I mean,. So at some point in time during this whole encounter, they felt the need that the door to the cabin actually needed to be braced. So yeah. they braced it with a pole from the uh, bunk bed. So they put that the pine, well, 
bracing right. board up against it. Uh, the creatures at this point had begun to push on the door, making it vibrate. <laughs> Sweet. Now, Fuck I, that. <laughs> now, I'm going to almost guarantee that this door was a solid door. Pretty heavy door. Right. You know, I mean, the men's response to this was to... Shoot through the door? You got it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Which I'm just kind of going... Why? At this point, I'm going, I'm going, why would you want to do that? That's, one, making the the door, you know, less secure. So you're weakening it. You're shooting through the walls, weakening them. These big motherfuckers get through, you're dead. But I'm sorry. But go out fighting, at least. Well, yeah, I guess. Meet your fucking ancestors like a man. That's true. <laughs> Sit there and just get bitch beat by fucking Sasquatch. Just have it come in and pound into the floor like a nail or something. Be like, no, fuck that. Go out swinging. So not only were they pushing against the door, trying to knock that in, they, they began pushing against the walls of the cabin, trying to push it over. Which, well, to that I would say, good fucking luck. Because you there better be a ton of you. To push, it you know. Sounds like there was. <laughs> <laughs> they brought the whole damn family. <laughs> Could have. Uh, according to Fred, he said that in his book that only he and Marion, aka Hank, in his book, did most of the shooting while the rest of the men huddled in a corner as if they were stunned. Now, for this part of the book, I'm not sure if it's accurate or not. Because this is just his side of the story. These dudes needed Lucky from Hopkinsville. He'd have been there just fucking blasting critters with him. He don't give a fuck. Exactly. I'll shoot some goddamn aliens. I'll shoot Bigfoot. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, because he says that in, in, in his little book, he claims that the men held in the corner and they all they had was a revolver. And they were kind of stunned, scared, whatever. Okay, fine. I can see Marion's son. You know, I don't know how old he is. Well, I mean, I would assume he's probably a teenager. Could be. He could be scared as shit, you know. But I don't understand why the other men, you know. Because there's... It doesn't make any sense to me. Because there's big scary things that you don't know what the fuck they are outside trying to knock your house down? I guess. (laughs) I I don't know. But, I mean, I wouldn't... I'd be like, you know, what can I do to help you? Yeah, you're the only two with weapons, you know. All right, uh, I'll feed you bullets or something, you know. Feed you rounds, get you, get you whatever. Secure the, the door, hold the walls up, do something, you know. You gotta, you gotta survive, not you know, be a, instead of a mouse, be a lion, you know. I mean, I don't know, be or sheep, you know. But still, I mean, I, I, I can get that. <laughs> So the attack on the cabin continued at the same as it started. Just kept going and going and going. Now, there were breaks during during this whole thing. And during one of these breaks, um, one of the creatures reached an arm in through a hole that was created in the chinking. Fuck that. And grabbed a hold of an axe handle. Now he's armed. Now he... Now yeah. you can kill it. <laughs> and the, the cre- he said he tried to pull it. Now, they said they tried to pull it through. Um, now, this is kind of where it varies. 
because on Sasquatch Chronicles, if you heard that, you will hear that one of the men actually tried to grab a hold of it and pull it back. And Not nothing else happen. happened. Now, according to Fred, um, as the creature was trying to pull it through the hole, um, Fred said that he turned the axe head upright so that it would catch on the wood so it wouldn't go through because I guess apparently it was on its side, it was angle on its side. Right. So it slide through. Must have been, you know, pure accident that they I mean, did that. Clearly, we don't need this fucking thing armed. No. With an axe. I mean, and at, we want to give one of them a fucking sledgehammer, one of those big ass, like, breaching tools, and just be like, here you go, boys. Have fun. I mean, not that they would know how to use it. They'd probably just. Bruh, bruh. Oh, you mean like how you would actually use an axe where you're just swinging at stuff? <laughs> yeah, but not knowing which end hits, you know. Doesn't matter. You're swinging something without much force and it's got a piece of metal on it that's going to do some shit. Maybe. Or it's just going to break because it's probably, at this point, it's a piece of metal on one end and wood on the other. You know, it's not like it's fiberglass or something like that. No, but like still, I mean, needle. better not to take a chance. Yeah. So, at the same time that Fred was turning the axe head so that it would actually catch on the wood, Marion brought his rifle to arm and shot at the creature's hand. And barely missed it. The creature dropped the axe and pulled his arm back out. I mean... And, Fre- and Fred then took the axe and put it in, in a different place. He was like, fuck that. He just sets her in the same spot again. <laughs> Try it again, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Little bait. I, Come on, why, bitch. Why Try not, it. At that point in time, not, why not go for a fucking contact distance shot and see if we can well, I <laughs> do think some he, goddamn damage I, here? I think he just... Because he was probably on... You know, a dis- little bit of distance away, and it was like well, it just came around. And it was like pow. And you got to remember, know? this is not the you know at least stressful of situations at this point. You're probably true shitting, you know, shitting your pants here and just been like fucking fucking shooting at stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the tax continued, and they actually stopped just as daylight broke. And when the you know, the men were you know, relieved, they had been up all night. And they didn't come actually out of the cabin until they felt that the, a, a sufficient amount of time had passed. And that you know there was enough light outside that they would make sure that the creature, you know, the creatures would probably be gone by then because of the you know, daylight. Um... They, they, so do these things have to play by vampire rules or can they come out in the daylight I'm not quite sure <clears throat> Okay, because usually you know they had seen just one at a time previous to this in daylight okay so they clearly don't have to play by vampire rules I guess because not. they're technically trying to get into the house without being invited true they do not have a so vampires and bigfoots are not the same thing very yes very okay. true so now that we've cleared that up continue <laughs> <laughs> so sufficient time on a time had passed and they came out of the cabin now they they were like you know scared as shit um and not long after coming out of the cabin Fred claims that he saw one of the creatures standing about 80 yards away at the edge of the canyon he said just fucking eyeballing him yeah he said that he took a shot at it and hit it 
He claims that the creature fell over a cliff into a gorge <laughs> some 400 feet down. Okay, so all of a sudden they're not fucking bulletproof. And they still have rounds. So... They must have had a fucking armory. Throwing, throwing this out there. He actually hit this one. He didn't hit the other one that he said no, he no, shot in no, the head no. 72 fucking times. No, that was Marion. Oh, okay, so this guy can actually shoot. Apparently. And he just fucking brained this thing, and it goes ass over tea kettle into a, through a, off a cliff. Into a gorge. Like, f- fucking... 400 feet down. Die hard style. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Saying yippee kaye motherfuckers all the he way He didn't down. say shit. He got shot in the face. He's dead. <laughs> all right, fine. But like I said, th- this guy actually hit this one. The other guy's like, oh, no, I uh, oh, I shot him in the head like three times. And he just kept running. Marion, listen, <laughs> you didn't hit him, bud. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I mean. Your sight You sucks. didn't hit him. And you are like the worst Marion with a gun because John Wayne was way better. And his name is also Marion. Yes. It was. It was. So, fun fact. At that time, Marion said that they should get out of there quickly and not even bother to pack their supplies or equipment. He states, "After all, it's better to lose them than our lives." They all yeah, agreed, yeah, and probably. They all agreed and they left with the, only the clothes on their backs. So now the following, um, I'm actually going to read verbatim from um, Fred's book. Oh. Just because it's probably, you know, it's much easier to, you know, hear it from his mouth. I, I, I kind of. <laughs> it's thought. a lot easier to hear from his mouth than his feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you can't hear sign language either. So. <laughs> exactly. No offense to any blind people that. Deaf people, deaf people that may be listening to this. Sorry. We'll have to apologize to the deafs and the Amish occasionally. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. They're in fucking Ram Springer, they'll listen to this. Okay? I hope so. Yeah. Convert some you know, weird ass farmers. <laughs> like, listen, before you guys, you know, decide to go fucking wild, I got to finish building a chicken coop. So come help me. Yes. They'll do it for you. Bring pie because so- your fucking baked goods are. Off the charts. They are. So this is what this is from Fred's mouth himself of what he they he did after the fact. He said, "I tried to persuade everyone not to uh, relate the happenings to anyone, and they agreed. But Hank, Marion, soon let the cat out of the bag. We made our way to Spirit Lake, and Hank went into the ranger station." He had told the ranger earlier that the tracks, uh, about the tracks, and the ranger replied, Let me know if you find out what they are. That's just what Hank did into, into the puzzlement of the ranger. When we, when we were back home in Kelso, Washington, he told some of his friends, and somehow the story leaked out to the papers, and the great hairy ape hunt of 1924 was on. Local reporters interviewed us. They came from Portland and Seattle. Even a big game hunter from England came asking questions, and he had a large gun with him that must have been an elephant gun. Many people flocked to the Mount St. Helens area looking for the hairy, the great hairy apes or mountain devils. 
I myself went back with two reporters and a detective from Portland, Oregon. We found large tracks and they were and they photographed them. We did not see any of the eight men then, nor uh, we did not see any of the eight men then, nor could we find the ones we had shot. Some of the people were asking questions. Was it was it true? Or was it just a wild tale? I can assure you, it is true. Are they human, animal, or devils? I will answer that question in this book. What the fuck? Hold Try on. Try it again. That was a great ape hunt in 1924. And the last few years, more and more people have reported seeing them. There is an ape hunt being revived again. And another man has written a book on the subject and has formed a club of of whose purpose it is to find evidence to prove that they already believe the abominable snowman of America do, do exist. Mm. No, okay. So, I guess from here, so this is kind of, you know, that, what happened. Now, I have to say that once again, I have to refer back to Sasquatch Chronicles because according to the gentleman that was talking um, to uh, – I can't remember his name um, in Sasquatch Chronicles. Um, Wes? Wes, yes. Uh, the gentleman that was talking to him actually said that um, they don't know how you know this all broke out to the – to the newspapers and everything else. has got a big else. fucking mouth is how it happened. Yeah, somebody had a big mouth, and I th- I don't know. Personally, I think it was Fred that opened his fucking mouth, and he's just kind of, you know, passing the buck. Probably. On to Marion, you know, by saying that, oh, he did it. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the, the fallout between, to me, this almost seems like the fallout between um, uh, Roger Patterson and... Uh, um, Bob Gimlin. Bob Gimlin. Well, here's the difference between those two is sort of is Roger Patterson was a fucking con artist, like very well known con artist. Yeah. And Bob Gimlin seems like the sweetest man on the face of the earth. Like sticks to his story. Uh huh. Doesn't change anything. Wasn't out there trying to make money. He was out there basically as a guide. But what you can't change is the footage no for sure and i'm not disputing the footage at all i'm just saying if there was if there was a guy who was going to fake that footage to make some money it would have been roger patterson oh definitely because he was like by all accounts kind of a piece of shit and again bob gimlet seems like a sweetheart (laughs) definitely i mean you know it's it is what it is i mean but yeah so at this point we're gonna play um the footage for uh, the the um, interview. Roll that beautiful squad footage. Uh, Roger Patterson and uh, Fred, and you know, so that you guys can actually hear yeah. his voice and actually, you know, hear the the old man tell his story. Right. Um, I will apologize in advance for the audio quality. Yeah. It's a little spotty, but it was also recorded in like 1963 or 1965, somewhere in there. They didn't have, uh, you know. XLR microphones and all that fun shit then. It was just on a fucking tape recorder, yeah. basically. Okay. Um, so I'm going to throw that in here right now, and we will be right back on the other end of it. 
dominance you're seeing tracks around there. I mean, but well, what did you see? We was mining in there and working on our tanks. And uh, about two years before we had the contact with them, we threw a track standing on the muddy. We didn't have to wear We had to have it from the beginning. We were fishing both of you. I see. <laughs> but we heard, what is that? We heard the rumors. People came up the year before that. They found the same thing. We were seeing them, you know, big traps up there. Some of them were saying about fishing. And they're still fishing. They're on the bank. And when we, uh, what is it? Well, we got away with all that. Well, no, 
the, the tracks to keep me, uh, uh, before you, you would estimate it around how big? I was, we were going to go down to the panel, 
to get some tools out there. They had drills and things like that in. And I told them we were going to clean out and go home. So I, we went, uh, we went down and I had some rifles with me. We all carried rifles after that happened. Uh, down the ridge, uh, we waited probably 100 yards. I don't know what that far. Uh, there was uh, one of them hurts when it went off a compression, run down and the gorge, and I shot him in the back, three shots. And I could hear the bullets hit him, and I see the fur fly on his back. I shot very hard. And uh, he stopped, he just fell right over the front place. And then his little zoop down into the canyon. And he fell in the eighth canyon. Yeah. And the uh, sun come out in the afternoon, that water was, there were torrents going down, it didn't wash anything out falling in there. And I, that's the reason I don't know whether they're human or not. Because I couldn't kill them. But I hit. Well, how would you describe, Mr. Beck, as far as uh, what they look like in their, in their body and in their head? Well, they were tall. They were wide and old. They looked to me like they were eight foot tall, and they were tall. And they were like a man, a little on his waist, and big, big uh, shoulders on his chest. And, uh, and their neck was what they call bull necks, you know, they're not like Right, they come here. No neck at all, hardly. And that's it. And then their ears, the protruders out like ours do, and the big you know. And the hair all of them, you could tell them about them. Did they have hair on their face? Or could you, did you ever? No, let's see, I, I, I don't believe they did. I, I believe they did have hair on their face. But not as much as? No. <laughs> yeah, they have whiskey. Sure. Okay. How about um, their nose? Oh, I couldn't have, but I was, uh, they seemed to have a, have a pug nose. Flat nose, kind of flat. And their eyes? Oh, well, I can know. It means excited, you know. You don't sure. it's very good detail when you're ecstatic, but I know one thing they wasn't no human. Uh, they did did go walk walk upright. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see one? Seen one on the floor. He yeah. always walked upright. Their arms probably was the arm or down below the hip. Long. The, I'd say they pinned down below, the, below their knees. Yeah. Long arm and big arm. Would you estimate maybe for weight? Uh, uh, pretty heavy. I'd, I'd say they're six or eight hundred pounds. I'd, you know, just estimate them. Sure. And maybe more. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the weight of them. But when there's some down the ground, I'd just sort of see the nasty. Have some idea about it. I'd say the weight. Yeah, my child. 900 pounds or more, because it made a deep imprint in the dirt. See, there's so much rock up there, you know, only you can see them in places where there's sand, you know. Sure. <coughs> well, now, after you had the attack, it, did you, what happened then the next morning? Well, we come out, out of there. Come down, about all uh, I was so excited and scared. And I told him, we, he promised to never tell nobody because I said it wouldn't do, people wouldn't believe it, don't tell anybody. He said, I want, I want. But he did. Went down to the 
Lake and the rangers down there <coughs> knew him. He was excited, found, found, uh, took him in another room and talked to him, and he acknowledged what was the trouble was. Hmm. And they said that they believed him because the old man had been a hunter, they knew him, and, and all he had was the Indian himself hunting. And there's no little thing you ever scared, no animal or anything like that. And then he went to kill someone. I told some of his friends down there. <coughs> then the newspaper, newspaper reporter, he was a merry time, day and night. Have they ever heard of anything, anybody before this? Did I you don't remember think so. You never. Well, we sure thank you for this interview and the. All right, so I hope you guys like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like Kevin said, I po- we apologize for uh, the sound quality. I mean, it was written. Not written. It was recorded in 1966. Yeah, 1966. It's not our fault. You know. Um, now, we will. We can put in also, if you guys want to read the, the book. Um, yeah, we'll put a link up for it. Yeah, for we'll, sure. put, we'll put a link up for that too. Um, it was actually written in the, the Fred's book. Or his written his uh, tr- manuscript was written down by his son. Um, so it was done in uh, September twenty seventh, nineteen sixty seven. So this was what, fucking forty yeah, thirty eight years after after the it, fact. Yeah, there was a year between these two. Yeah, in, interview and in the yeah maybe a year. Yeah, so we'll put a link in for that as well, so that you guys can read that. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's pretty much Ape Canyon. Yeah. Kind of uh, a hairy incident where... <laughs> nice. Uh, I know, I like that. <laughs> I didn't, it was a pun, on, you know, and or whatever. You're a pun it and you didn't even want it. I didn't. I didn't even, like, think about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't put any thought into that one. I didn't. Fucking asshole. Get out of here. <laughs> Suck it. You're dick. fired. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You can't fire me. I quit. Awesome, sweet. <laughs> even better, I don't have to pay you that way. <laughs> but you don't pay me. I don't pay me either. <laughs> so there. Take that. Jeremy, one. fire this man. <laughs> you can't fire me. Ha ha. I take my podcast and leave. Or half my podcast. <laughs> Say, what do you mean your podcast? <laughs> anyway. So yeah. So that's Ape Canyon. Uh, hope you guys, you know, liked it. I mean, that's. And if you didn't, fuck you. <sighs> No, don't listen to that dickhead. I'll cut that out. I just have to say things occasionally <laughs> to get it off my chest. <laughs> so I uh, hope I did it justice for you guys. Uh, it was kind of, you know, like I said, hairy situation, no pun intended. Uh, scary ass fucking night for a group we did, of We couldn't do people. it justice with how fucking scary it is. Like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm probably going to probably get some shit for this, but I'm surprised I haven't done a movie about this yet, and I'm sure they probably have somewhere. I think... I don't know. Well, I think they may have. Being a Sasquatch-related story, it's probably one of those, like, real shitty, like, B-movies where... Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but still, that's, that's just got to be, you know, really freaking scary to... Well, for sure. To, to be in a cabin, you know, where you got, you know, you know you possibly pissed off, you know... The whole family because you shot at little brother or or dad or mom or whoever, Uncle John or whatever they want to call themselves. You know, you 
you shot at one of them. They went back, told the family, and we're like, all right, posse up, motherfuckers. We're going to go get these sons of bitches. <laughs> exactly what he said. For sure. <laughs> it translated. You know, I, I always wonder, are they the ones like, you know, we're, we're always like, oh, my God, look at them. You know, are they like probably like thinking out in the woods of like, they see us, but, you know, when we don't see them, they're probably like, oh, look at those hairless fucking beasts. Look at them. I don't think the thought process goes that far. I bet it does. I don't think so. Uh-huh. I think it's like, oh, them, we should stay away from them because we know what happens. They have those real loud branches. We need to stay away from them. Or maybe they don't. I don't know. Are you a fucking Bigfoot psychologist? They're animals. <laughs> they're not people. They're animals. How do you know? Because they're animals. But how do you know they're animals? How do you know they're not animals? Exactly. You didn't answer shit right there. <laughs> yes, I did. I well, think. let's see. Look at the behavior. It's very similar to other Great apes. Uh-huh, but they also act like humans. Oh, okay. So do fucking chimpanzees. Not. Wow. Gorillas can learn sign language. Yes, so can chimpanzees. So, but primate. On the other hand, there are some things that they do that is more human. These motherfuckers aren't out there splitting the atom. They might be. You don't know it. Give me a fucking break. Listen. We're going to find a goddamn particle accelerator made out of an oak tree <laughs> in the middle of the woods somewhere. If you fucking the do, the fuck out of here. Hey, the fuck out of here with if that. If you fucking find one, I'm a. That's game changer. Listen, I will go a hundred percent. They're an animal. You're an animal. They're not interdimensional. You they're not they aliens. Yeah, right. They can't disappear. It's a flesh and blood actual animal. Well, and unfortunately, no one will ever believe any of these stories until we actually kill one of these things and put it on a fucking slab in a mm-hmm. doctor's office. Mm-hmm. And then even then we still won't know anything about it because as soon as it's there, the government will come in and confiscate the body. True. But at the so, same time, we're not going to believe a lot of these stories if we have just one side of the story and we don't have multiple Yeah, we don't sides. have the Bigfoot side of it. True. True. Yeah. He, he shot at me and then I started throwing branches at him. And then I stole his backpack and ate all of his canned ham. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, unless we get you know, more than one side, like this sort of story right here. If we had more than just Fred's, you know, account of it, to if we had Marion's or if we had some of the other guys' accounts of this whole incident, it probably, you know, I don't know be better i don't know though <laughs> i mean we talked about albert ostman and he was the only person that was any part of that and that's still a very believable story and that was one dude all right all you right. know all right i'll go with that so yeah i mean you're I- just trying to poke holes in this guy's story because he changed the dude's fucking name <laughs> no yeah i'm poking holes in it because he changes some things between i mean it could be just because there was you know, he's a little bit older by the time so this happened. Forty years between what happened yeah, and what he's telling people. I mean, you know, when you, I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't understand why a year previous or maybe not even a year previous, 
you give an interview with a guy, you give his real name, but then when you write, you know, write a book, you give a false name. Because I'm, I just, I just don't. I'm assuming that's part. You know, I kind of. I'm assuming. I'm assuming that being pre-internet, that interview that he did with Roger Patterson was not a publicly known thing. He didn't release it on a radio show. It was as he was researching these things. And then in the book, you give a false name to protect your friend. So that people are also calling him fucking crazy. Like they have been you for the last 40 years. You're right. I am crazy. You, you know, you see what I mean though? Yeah. Yeah. I, Cause I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, he, Roger Patterson wasn't like, I guess I never posting thought this shit up on the internet. I guess I never thought of that way. I mean, but uh, when was Patty? Fifty mm. something? No, sixty. Hold on here, because this was it was previous to nineteen sixty-seven. Okay, so this was previ pre his interview with him was was previous to uh right, but that's because Roger Patterson was making a documentary about this thing, and that's why so many people said that the the Patty footage is fake because he was already working on something and then he had an encounter with something, even though he was working on something and had an encounter with something that he was out actively looking for. True. That's like saying, Hey, I'm doing a documentary on wolves. Yeah. Okay. I've talked to all these people that have seen wolves and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you go out with a camera and you see a wolf. Fucking wolves are fake. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing. They don't exist because they're fake. Or they don't exist because I didn't see one. Yeah. Like, I mean, there is what, what is it? Uh, what's a place? Where the fuck is it? An island or something like that. I was just watching. Ape it. Island. It's a. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, I was watching a thing about, you talk about wolves. Um, there's a place in, uh, where the fuck is it? I don't know. Some, there's a guy that was on um, National Geographic or whatever. He was out looking for these wolves that are on this island. And. Like, the space between them was vast. And he's trying to find, trying to find them. In this one particular area, he could not find. He couldn't find anything. And then all of a sudden, he just happened to find some wolves. But they're fake. But then it took him a long time to find another set of them. You know, so, and they, I mean, but. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's like mountain lions for us, you know. They, 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 they say they don't exist. No, well, but we've the, had footage of them. The argument I was making there with the whole Patterson Gimlin yeah. thing is like saying that it's fake because this guy saw something that he was actively looking for doesn't mean it's fake. It means that he was maybe right. True. And there's a whole big fucking story that goes along with that Patterson Gimlin footage with uh, like some potential government cover up stuff where they had killed another one somewhere and like fucking like a, a child and staked it into the river and this was the mother trying to get back from it it I, I that yeah. whole thing is super interesting hmm. but I don't know because it all just kind of surfaced over the last few years yeah I'm I don't not... really know I mean it, there's definitely a lot more looking into it it's than a little that strange but, um but would yeah. I put it past the government no fuck no no, no. they kill kids all the time no so anyway differences make if they're hairy or not we uh we digress. So, so you know, so yeah, that's uh, Ape Man. That's what you guys wanted, or Ape Canyon. That's what you guys wanted. Um, so yeah, that's you know, 
another episode down and uh the eight man of man cave man canyon yeah eight 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 yeah yeah that yeah can't talk so yeah go over to studio.com oh before we go there oh before we go there so again it's october We've got nothing better to do because our haunted house, our beloved haunted house, was canceled. I'm, I'm, cry- to this I, I'm crying. Shitbag of a you virus. Um, so we're gonna have more than we usually do in October. Uh, we have some really cool shit planned for October, and we're, we're not gonna, gonna fucking tell you. We're about gonna it preempt what we're doing with an episode. So, well, yes, and that will be our episode next week will be part of it yes but we're not telling you no we usually do we usually tell you what we're doing or we tell you what we're doing but then we actually fuck up and you know and do something else but then we do that the one we're going to we told you we're going to do the following week wow that happened like this last week (laughs) good memory on you (laughs) Uh. listen i wasn't trying to damn it don't do that. To them. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it out. All Fuck. Right. I, I know how to edit. You I got I got the shit liar. covered. So we've got some cool shit coming up this month, and we're gonna have a special guest. Well, somewhat special guest on the sh- on the show. She's been on before for an episode. We're gonna have my wife back on, and I am hoping to scare the absolute dog shit out of her. Oh my god! I hope we don't scare the dog. Shit I out do. Of her. I really hope I scare the shit out of her because I've got a really, really cool thing that I've been working on for a little bit. Oh boy, um, are we gonna have, to have like the fucking seance lights on? And stuff? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna just like light a candle and shut the lights off. We're gonna record after dark. Oh damn, son! All moody and stuff. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. But yeah, so my goal is to just like actually scare her and hopefully scare some of you fuckers too, because I know you got pretty me. thick skin. But you ain't gonna scare me, Mister. So this, this might be one of those episodes where, you know, you might not want people to listen to because they'd be like, what the, f- what are you listening to? You know, that's, that's a bunch of bull crap. You know that, Or you could you? just, you know. So, I mean, or, or unless you really want them to listen to it. Be an introvert like the rest of us and listen to it by yourself. <laughs> but I'm saying if you're on a bus or a plane or at work or something. and you No, wanna... you make the people on the plane listen to the weird shit that you're talking about. But you you don't want to. Why? Because fuck them, they're strangers. Who cares? <laughs> but if you want to do that, go over to studio.com yeah. and buy one of their Bluetooth speakers. Or you can buy a pair of earbuds or headphones. They have, uh, so the Klar, which is canceling headphones. Unfortunately, they don't cancel your noise, <sighs> but they're great anyway. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah, and also, they also have now have a pair of uh, wired earbuds that you can. Uh, that are noise canceling yeah, noise as well. I think they actually have two pair. And so they, they have, they have, many, uh, the many wire, pair of they have a wireless kind. The Neva, right? Aren't they? They're not sound canceling, but they are wireless and they are fantastic. Well, there's another. I'm, I'm, I can't keep the names I'm straight. Bad, to be yeah, honest, there's a lot. But... There's so many, but they're all good. So go check them out at studio.com and find what you want. Put it in your basket. Go to checkout. Put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. And, you know, if you happen to forget about that, where to go? DarkWindowsPod.com. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Go to go over to DarkWindowsPod.com, which is our website, believe it or not. We have links there to all of our social media where I post everything for every episode. Um, we have links to our Facebook, our Instagram. I think there's one on there for our Twitter 
but I'm not sure. Um, there's also links to our Age of Radio page where you can go back and listen to all of our old shit. All of them. All of our current shit. And while you're there, you all can... Shit. Uh, but you can also go listen to all of our other brother and sister shows over there, and the network is expanding, like... It Weekly, seems like daily. daily. Yeah. And <laughs> it, like, fucking, there's like so many new shows that I can't keep up with them all. And it's almost like if, if you are looking for some kind of podcast. There is literally something for some, everybody. Yeah, there definitely is. I mean, I don't know if there's a D&D podcast there yet, but give it a second. I'm sure they can find one. You can also find links to our Threadless shop where you can go buy t-shirts and notebooks and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Oh, speaking of our older episodes, though, uh, if you are on our Facebook page or if you would like to join our Facebook page, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. But we, every Monday from now going forward, are going to post, starting from the very beginning, as cringy as it is, all of our old episodes. Uh, I'm really not looking forward to listening to those and being like, oh, man. Be kind, please. No, fuck that. Roast the shit out of us. Okay. Just remember, we were literally recording this in somebody's mom's basement. <laughs> so mom and dad's basement. Yeah. Okay, so it's like off. that's kind of where we uh, where we're at. And then you can kind of tell when <laughs> when the studio moved, and we're just like motherfucker, crotch, just yelling shit all over the place because we don't have to be nice to anybody because we're in my house now, <laughs> and I don't have rules about politeness. Yes. So. Or we didn't have to move out of said basement because it was getting hot yeah and then we had to film up you know record upstairs because which was also awkward yeah <laughs> but now we only did that once but now we're in a semi-air conditioned always hot as a rattlesnake's taint studio in my home <laughs> so rattlesnake's taint watch trailer park boys dude seriously it's... i love it anyway so with that being said just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you.